Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back. It is Wednesday, September the 28th. 2022 7 a.m here in spotswood there's just a few clouds hanging over the blue ridge boy today or yesterday was a really nice day i hope that you enjoyed it um here it was in the 60s we actually went to a pumpkin patch last night oh wow um really 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 a nice day this is in my opinion probably the nicest time of the year here in the valley but i know that elsewhere some people are really going through some things i hope that you are praying for those that are in the path of this hurricane i've heard that it has strengthened even more but then again that was last night and i haven't looked at anything this morning um, these things really do change they take turns all that sort of stuff so i hope that you are praying that this would take a turn that it would uh that it would not strengthen that instead it would weaken um, but that you are in prayer for those that are in the path of this storm that has potential to bring quite a bit of danger with it now um, again welcome back whether you are here with us live at well 7:01 a.m now or maybe you are here with us later in the day nevertheless whenever you happen to find this I'm glad that we are here together. Now, where we are picking up today, yesterday we finally finished chapter 10, right? And where we left things was Jesus going across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing. Of course, that's John the Baptist, right? I didn't say that yesterday. I think that that's pretty obvious that it's John the, the baptizer that Jesus is talking about here, not John, the one who is writing this, saying that. But nevertheless, Jesus has done this because they have absolutely refused to believe him in Judea, right? His message to the Jews that we focused on yesterday was just, look, you don't believe what I'm saying. And he doesn't say fine, but he says, you don't believe what I'm saying. And then look, just, just look at what I've done. Look at the things that, that I'm doing. Obviously, these things are from God the Father. I, if I wasn't from God... I couldn't be doing these things. And look, look at your scriptures. Look at, look at all the references to the one that was coming that would do the things that I am doing. And the scriptures say that the individual that does these things will be God among you, will be the son of God. And it, it's me, guys. That, that's what Jesus says to him. And then he says, just look at the signs all those things he's been doing that point to who he is, they refused. They would not do it. We knew that they wouldn't do it. John 1, right? He came unto his own, but his own would not receive him. We knew from the beginning that he was going to be rejected by the Jews. Nevertheless, nevertheless, he still went to them. But also Jesus, um, as we saw in his teachings on the Good Shepherd, he talked about the fact that there are sheep that are a part of his flock that are not of this pen, right? Or, or sheep that come into the pen that aren't of this flock, and he's going to go out and get them too. So that's why yesterday, chapter 10 ended with Jesus crossing the Jordan, leaving Judea to go and to tell the Gentiles, to testify to those that are across the Jordan about who he is. Now, where we are picking up today is in chapter 11, and the best way to, to understand where we're picking up is that, again, chapter 10 ends with Jesus crossing the Jordan. We have that final word in verse 42, and in that place, many believed in Jesus. So obviously, 
He is following the course of his human ministry, right? His earthly ministry there. Um, people are coming to understand who he is. They are turning to Christ. And it's in the midst of that that we pick up where we are today in chapter 11. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for this time that you have given to us, and we pray that you would bless us in it. Give us understanding. Help us to see what is going on here and to give you the praise and honor and glory to remember that there is no situation that not only do you not know about the things that we are facing you are able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine as your word says so please help us to keep these things in mind and help us to understand what's going on here with jesus and his disciples and and what takes place in bethany and we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right. So chapter 10 ends in verse 42 saying, and in that place, many believed in Jesus. Chapter 11, verse one. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and his sister, Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. All right. So that's our introductory kind of paragraph, if you will, our introductory statement about what is going on in chapter 11. And it points to what's going to happen in chapter 11. We're given lots of information here as a preface, right? Um, first off, we know that there's a man that's in Bethany. Now, if you know your Bible ge geography, you know that Bethany has served lots of different purposes over different times. Um, in the Old Testament, Bethany was used <laughs> quite wrongly. Um, false gods were set up there outside of Jerusalem by wicked kings to try to get people to not worship at the temple, but instead go there. That's not going on anymore. But the reason I simply note that is to point out just how close Bethany is to Jerusalem. Okay, now in a few moments here, the disciples are going to reference the fact that, wait a second, we, we can't go back to Bethany, or we can't go back to Bethany. They want to kill you in Jerusalem, Jesus. We, this is not going to work, right? So that's why I reference this. Bethany is around a mile or two from Jerusalem itself, so very close quarters to Jerusalem. But in Bethany, we find out... Um, and that Mary and her sister Martha are there, and also Lazarus are there. Now, it's referenced here, Jesus' previous anointing, when Mary poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. That's that wonderful, glorious scene that we can read about in the other Gospels, where Mary um, takes pure nard, right? And, and some refer to the alabaster jar that she would have had this in. And she pours out this perfume on Jesus. You know, Judas has got his thing on. Oh, this could have been worth a, a year's wages and all that kind of stuff. Um, but Jesus doesn't rebuke Mary, of course, for this. Instead, this shows Mary's devotion to the Lord. It shows her faith to the Lord. And we're not going to get into this, but it's just beautiful. Um, this kind of perfume that she used, y'all, a lot of times ladies in this day and age would have had a jar of this perfume and it wasn't just to, you know, to put a dab on here and there for a night out on the town. No, 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 no. This was incredibly valuable stuff. There's a reason why, for instance, 
when Jesus was given the gifts or when Mary and Joseph were given the gifts by the wise men, you see frankincense and myrrh, okay? 